What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stefan Five Podcast. All right, we're going to get right into it today. Going to talk about what happened at Certino's on Saturday, the two messages that were preached yesterday at church, and then an email update. Okay, so I go to Certino's on Saturday, got a lot of stuff to catch up on. And I sit down, and I'm, and there's a guy that is just like going on and on about the government and how things are messed up. And he's a strong libertarian and he's got critiques on everybody, including Trump and pretty sharp guy. He really is. Uh, got some interesting stuff to say, some interesting insight. Um, but just knows everything, right? Actually used to be an alcoholic and had a brain aneurysm and that's what, you know, put him into sobriety, but it was just a decision that he'd never drink again. So, you know, that's, that was that. And his, he gave a little, uh, inside of what he thought about the the 12-step program. He thought it was pretty pathetic and uh, dependent, like people depend on the program. And it, it's and I agree with all of those things to an extent, you know. That's, that's exactly how I felt before, actually. But um, anyway, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. This guy listens to Gary Vee, and he was 55 years old, and... He was he was a knowledgeable guy, and he was good at what he did. God, I forget what he did does. I think he repairs like explosive proof buildings after they come out of the the plant because they rent them, and he's the guy that repairs them all up. I think some elect, electrician work by trade, but I, that's really not relevant. But what I seen in him is what I see in a lot of people. Uh, he does not want to die with regret. And if he were to die now, he would have regret that he didn't pursue his dreams. And so like the Gary Vee thing, if anybody that doesn't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, uh, you know, uh, uh, brace yourself because he's got a filthy mouth, but the guy is on point about like finding purpose in life and just, you know, doing what fulfills you instead of doing what everybody thinks you should do. And, uh, so this guy is like just enamored by that and I feel bad. And so he's got plans, you know, he wants to, he thinks he can start an Amazon store and like he knows less about Amazon selling and sales funnels and email marketing than I do. Like, well, of course he'd probably know less about email marketing because I've gotten into that a bit, but like, and sales funnels, but he doesn't know anything. And it's so sad because he's so far away from actually making progress. And he thinks, oh, I could just do this. I could just do that. And it's like, yeah, you can. There's so many challenges that come along. And I, I don't know. I don't know. So there's a lot of people like me that think they can make something of themselves. And they can. But you got to focus. And it just, but I'm closer than this dude is. You know, I have a deeper understanding and a product and all that. And it's just... Man, success is hard and you got to focus. And that's, that's the problem. You contemplate all the different options instead of just picking something and sticking to it, which there's another side to it too. You know, if you got enough room left in your life, you want to pick the thing that actually fulfills you and is actually the right opportunity. But when you start bouncing around too much, that's an indication of lack of grit and you're just not doing the hard thing to push through. It's tough. Uh, so my heart goes out to that dude for sure because, you know, so yeah, 
Anyway, as I'm talking to him, Epi and Shelby and Lisa and D showed up. Those are the four names I remember. Of course, I know Epi and uh, and Shelby, but uh, those other girls, like D is not her name, but she said to be okay if that's what I called her. So that's pretty good that I remember those names. But anyway, there was two other people too, but I, they left early, so I don't remember the names. Uh, and uh, so basically what I'm saying is I did not get anything done at Certino's that day. Cause I talked to that dude and then another, a younger guy too, you know, and he wants to start a business too. And it was a decent conversation. It really was. And then some friends showed up. So no more production, which, you know, sometimes that's just the way it goes. But what I did do is they asked me to tell a story. And so I told my entire testimony, uh, just off the cuff, really wasn't in the mood to talk, but I kind of got in the flow there for a little bit, but Epi recorded me. I think it's like 40 minutes total. So, uh, who knows? Maybe I'll put that in the podcast. I, he sent it to me. I mean, the audio is not the best, but, but anyway, so I'm, I think that's kind of good. I can, I got like a structure to go off of. I think I should build my, build my testimony, you know, within the epiphany bridge script format to where I can get through it, uh, efficiently, you know, or take a longer time, but really tell it in a way that, uh, you know, that gives context and, and, and accomplishes, you know, what it's supposed to. So I feel like that was a kind of a win, especially to get it on, on, on recording. Of course, I haven't even listened to the recording because I hate listening to myself, but I expect y'all to <laughs> y'all like nobody Pat. Right. Anyway. Uh, so the next morning, yesterday morning, Josh Herring, amazing evangelist, <laughs> comes by a couple times a year and preaches some fire and uh his message was are you in alignment with your assignment assignment meaning assignment by god your god-given destiny so i have been kind of sitting on this for a while in this space of just total belief that every single human being has a God-given destiny and they are the only ones that can fulfill that exact destiny. So we have a moral obligation to yield to the power of God and communicate with God and, and, and pursue that destiny. And, uh, it's a sacrifice, but at the same time, it's the best case scenario for everybody involved. All things work together for the good, right? But it's, it's hard it's hard. There's a lot of distractions and everything else. So that, I mean, that is the core thesis of my strategy toward life. And I'm supposed to be speaking at the TLC group about commitment. And that was the whole, that was the whole preface of it is making a goal, a target, clearly defined goal and target being honest about it, you know, be as detailed as humanly possible, and then be honest about where you are and then reverse engineer from the goal back to where you are and then lay out a systematic actionable steps to get there and then get to work. I mean, it sounds so simple, right? And it's, I guess it's not really complicated. Uh, but what happened with me, so I say this over and over and over again. So for him to preach the message in different terms, you know, different words or whatever, but like, I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying to everybody that I talk to here lately, especially 
that that's the plan and uh or that's you know that's the strategy and so that's what i did me and pat sat down and laid out okay this is where we want to go this is where we're at this is what we got to do to get there and it was a few steps and i remember you know, or quite a few steps, but the, the immediate steps, one of them was email. Like that is the number one thing, you know, if the, with this direct response, this online presence, like you've got to make a connection with your email list. So we got an email list about 16, 1700. Uh, we got to communicate with them. And, uh, so we get the new autoresponder, we get everything else. And, uh, we'll, I don't know if I've explained this in here or not, but see the IP address from the email that it was coming from, I think was marked as spam because I spent, sent a bunch of emails just through blind carbon copy right through Gmail with no unsubscribe button. So I think that pings you as spam and yeah, who knew, right? I think I probably knew, but I did it anyway because you know, you lie to yourself to be expedient in the moment. So, you know, word to the wise, don't do that. You, you, you know, better things that you know better not to do. Don't do them because it's going to, you know, the consequences are, will bite you in the end. So anyway, so that happened, got the, got the email shut down from, uh, send in blue, the, the email autoresponder unverified or whatever. And they're like, tell us more about how you got your, t- whatever. But anyway, I, and in the midst of all this, and I've mentioned this before, Smells Like New is, I just can't trust a company called Smells Like New. That's what people have said. So uh, so that means you got to change the name. It's just that simple. So, which is awesome because, uh, well, I'll get to that later. Uh, so you got to change the name, change the Google suite. So Google suite is smellslikenew.com. That's the domain around the Google suite that we have at this point. So we got to change that to... Benchmark air quality. God, I hope that's good. Ask some people. Some people say, yeah, great. But of course, everybody's like, oh, yeah, whatever you want to be good is good. And I want, you know, I want to get along with you. So I'm going to just lie to you. But they don't even know they're lying, right? You know, but some, one lady was actually very honest. She's like, no, I don't like it. <laughs> so hopefully she's wrong, right? Because we done paid for the the domain. And Pat made a super sweet logo. And uh so yeah, when we changed from this i this Google Suite to that domain in the Google Suite, that will change the IP address. So emailed the send in blue auto, email autoresponder and just explained exactly what happened and why we think we got flagged and everything else. And straight up, so I got some good news this morning. Got an email from them and said my account is re-verified. So so the linear activation, the works, the systematic steps to move toward the goal is back now email. But so now it's not just, okay, send emails. Okay, we got to modify the emails a little bit from smells like new to benchmark air quality and then set it all up again. You know, get everything changed over from one Google suite to the other. So that's a little overwhelming. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's, it's all been done before. So it should go smoother than last time with a whole list of other stuff to do today and everything, but, uh, but at least we're back on track. Right. So I think that's the lesson. I think that that's the thing. So as soon as you build out, so the problem is everybody just, they, all they know is what they don't want. They don't really know what they want. And that's why they have a miserable life because they just have everything pointed out in their life that, that that's less than ideal. And all they want is for those bad things to go away, but they don't actually create a vision 
and then clearly articulate and define that vision and make a plan to go toward it. That most people never do that. I finally did that, which not probably to the clarity and everything that needs to be done, but I mean, based, laid out a, a rough framework of, where, of, of, of that. And, uh, and as soon as I did that, which I believe that's the answer, I've never done it, I don't have personal evidence or experience of that working out but anybody that's basically what successful people say like in different words right is that what that's what you do so i did it and then it just got like the whole plan to move toward it just got blown blown to smithereens so it's like i didn't even want to deal with the fact that the email wasn't lining up because it was like my 10th hit from email like what I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you know, like it's just one thing after another and it's just like, I don't even want to do it anymore. But at the end of the day, Hey, if that's what stands between you and your vision, you got to do it. So, so we're back on track now. But the thing is I somehow in my mind had myself convinced like, yeah, I'm just not doing that. And, and that's what that, I think that's what's coming to anybody that actually decides that they want to live the life of their dreams and they build out the vision and the framework and the systematic plan to get there. As soon as you get all that, you can't just go to work and then start working and moving toward it. I mean, you can, and that's what you should do. But when you do that, expect a shaking. I guess it's, you know, it's the universe making you, you, uh, prove to yourself that you really want it, I guess. By universe, I mean God. <laughs> I mean, it's so brutal. Like it is, but who knows? I mean, I mean, hopefully things turn around now, but uh but that's it. So, build out your plan and do that. So, then yeah, that that message that he preached was incredible. So, talking about how God is at your destination and he sees the end from the beginning and he is giving your life what it needs according to the entire scope of things and according to your destiny that's the way things come that's the way god sees things and we must leave the flesh and see things through a spiritual lens and understand that and when we want god to work from our circumstances it's just selfish and it's not the way he operates it's just not and that's how i've been i've been uh very very childish and uh frustrated and just caught up in circumstance and uh and but that's not how god operates and when you take a step back it's like okay well it's not that bad i mean well i mean it might even seem bad but it's not because if god is real which he is then it's whatever he's got a plan and i've got to commit to my plan and no matter what happens i've got to pick up the pieces and get back on track so and i didn't do that i through a through a fit, you know, spiritually, I guess, you know, didn't want to whatever. So, so that was a, that was a rude awakening, really good message. And uh, Sunday night, last night, his uh, his message was uh, divine adjustments. And I think I I so there's three ways God talks to you through the written word, through prayer, and through the man of God. So if you want to have a sufficient relationship with God, you got to read the Bible, you got to, you got to pray and you got to go to church. And, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, they just need this or that or don't, whatever, but that's what you need. So 
and I do those things. So anyway, I'd really been, you know, that that's, that's big to be able to take feedback and adjust. You cannot become emotionally attached to any one thing you've got to be moving toward the vision, toward the destiny, toward your God-given destiny, right? That's that's what you're moving toward and everything else is just a means to get there and you can't become emotionally attached to it. It's just that simple. So my name, Steve, or Smells Like New, uh, I heard it was bad. So, I mean, I didn't, it didn't really bother me other than the fact that the work that you got to go change everything. I mean, that just sucks, but... So I think it came at the right time because who knows, I may have been emotionally attached to it if, it, if if that feedback would have come at any other time. But to have the preached word of God confirm what you're already feeling through, you know, through your life, through circumstances, through your prayer and your Bible reading, uh, being able to adjust and take honest feedback is... Uh, is very important. And that's what God has been speaking to me. And then there has been some feedback to, to, to adjust. And, uh, and then that's what was preached. So that, that's a good feeling when the preached word, and I've said this before, so how am I going to, how am I going to say this? But I, 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 this is, I think this is important. And I, and I'm happy to say that that that's what happened. So a lot of times people get instructed from the preached word of God. But because that instruction comes from a man, then they start to think, oh no, well, I've got a relationship with God, so it doesn't really apply to me. But if you get your relationship with God in check, I believe personally in my life that it's much better to have God already dealing with you about something. And then the preached word just confirms it. Like, yep, that's what, that's right. That's what you're, that's what you're thinking to do. That's what you're feeling. And then the preach word just confirms it because when the preach word actually convicts you, then there's a, a much higher probability that you're just going to become offended and start thinking that, oh, the guy that preached it, uh, he's a man. So he doesn't, you know, it's not like it's God actually. And, uh, yeah, that might be true, but it's kind of not true because God anoints the whatever. But so I think that's important. And so that's what happened. I, I believe and I didn't even realize it till after, after the message, how, important the adjusting the name is you know after the message was done it still said divine adjustments and i was talking to somebody about changing the name and i was like oh wow wow that is a divine adjustment so uh to change the name of my company so so yeah uh oh yeah and i talked to i talked about the email thing already so i guess i'm done all right y'all i'll see you tomorrow Hello, everybody. This is Stephen, and welcome to the Stefan Five Podcast. All right, today we're going to be talking about a filter call that I made, uh, the meeting I had with Ryan Trimble about videography. Uh, okay, the loss of traction that I had at that point of the day. Uh, the grocery store TLC. Okay. All right. So yesterday I got on the phone to make calls for filters and I called somebody I forget the name but she ended up being in Virginia and so it was a little bit of a blow that okay I'm not gonna be able to collect any money out of that deal because she's out of town which when she comes back be able to do her or whatever but uh 
So there really wasn't any pressure at that point. But I stayed on the phone and I actually pitched her on getting her uh, in-laws, not her in-laws, but her children. She's with her son and daughter-in-law, if I'm not mistaken, up in Virginia. And there's... uh, And the reason she stayed is because whatever, we're having outbreaks with COVID and everything else. I told her about the FDA release and, uh, and asked if she'd be interested or if her, 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 her kids would be interested in, in that level of protection. So, and now she really, cause she kind of seemed interested, of course, you know, and I gave her a price, you know, but so that's a slight buy signal. Of course, it's, it's high dollar to three doors, three story house. So it would be, you know, more expensive and stuff. But um, so it was that. But when I got off the phone, the guy in the office there with me when I was on the phone, he's like, man, that was a good sales call. So uh, that is reassuring, which I, I think it was a decent sales call, but I didn't make the sale. But then again, I didn't make enough calls to actually let that good sales call, you know, produce a result. So that's what I got to do today. I just got to get on the phone and start pounding um, because it looks like I'm out of filters to change more or less uh, other than stopping by some places, which I've got plans to do that as well. And uh, so then I went and I met with Ryan Trimble about uh, about some potential future marketing videos for benchmark air quality and uh so this dude is pretty gifted his quality of work is it's it's top notch and he really likes the same stuff i do he likes uh master class and apple and lincoln those are the the videos that we uh or the ads that we watched and it's just like oh wow so and the product so we talked about what product to feature and uh, we really got excited about the mobile unit because it's affordable and the ad that we would model would be the Lincoln ad and it's just awesome. But it's just not feasible for the first video because it's just so much work. You know, we'd have to go to the city and like the outside lighting and it's just, it would be a lot of trial and error to get all that just perfect. So in the future, I think we're going to make one of those ads and it's going to be a lot of fun and awesome. But for now, we're going to combine the the model, the Apple ad for like the MacBook Pro and a combination or a conflation, I guess, of uh, that and a masterclass video of me giving some description of what it is and a little bit of background on how I, you know, came to do it, I guess. So we kind of got to put that together. But that's what we're going to start that on February 5th. And he's going to, there's a lot of benefit for him to, for his portfolio. He's going to work with me on, uh, price and payments or percentages or anything else. So, but I'm really hoping by then got the big domino down, you know, uh, with, with long-term care and things of that nature and some education things or whatever to where I can just pay cash and just get him on board and just start, you know, making a bunch of awesome videos. So that should be fun. So that was encouraging and just, you know, exciting to, you know, it's just exciting to have that, level of quality in your future and and the the yeah so okay and then I went to go work on getting 
this domain and like the logos and stuff switched over from smells like new to benchmark air quality and it just could not find the traction didn't know where to start it was just frustrating so i kind of looked inward and was like so why do i not feel good and it really it has to do with what i'm eating like, my brain just does not work right when I put poison in my body. And by poison, I mean sugar and carbs. Like, ugh. So, been eating, like, not even that bad, but bad enough to where it's like, okay. So, I went to the grocery store. I spent 30 bucks, I think. Got some Quest bars. <laughs> That's, like, the best dessert ever. And, uh... As far as I was like the only thing cheat. Other than that, got uh, almonds and broccoli and yeah, stuff like that. So that way, when I do eat, I'll you know I'll you know be clean fuel, right? Which today is Wednesday and I'm fasting, so I rationalized eating pizza last night at TLC. Not a good choice. I don't feel the best right now, but had a good workout this morning, so I'm going to be all right. But uh, so I want to talk about what happened at TLC. I, Catherine, Sister Catherine, Mandy's mom, spoke and shared her testimony about her, how God had his hand on her life, her entire life, but she didn't really know God. But had been searching, you know, been through a lot of different churches and things and, you know, even went through biker gangs and things like, like legit. And, uh, and she got the Holy Ghost and everything changed like overnight. So I wanted, I, I remember when I first got the Holy Ghost or maybe not first, but you know, once I had something to reflect on and to observe, okay, this is what I did. I instantly started to impose who I was in my journey and the way that things worked out for me on other people and acted like, well, if it doesn't, if you don't follow the path I followed, you're not doing it right. You know, and I guess I'm a real rigid person. I see things like, and I just believe them so much. So I, that's, was my mindset. And as I learned more and more about this or that, I feel, you know, I, I just got so rigid and I don't know, I don't know when it was, but I just had a, a revelation that like that rigidness keeps people out because then they feel like they can't, they can't please you. So they just want to give up. And it's just not true. God doesn't take people from here to there the same exact way every time. Like it just doesn't like at the rate at which you realize certain things are sin or, you know, things to avoid or things to start doing and things it's different for everybody. So you just got to let people do their thing, but also by not pretending things that are sin aren't and things like that. So, I mean, it gets, there's two sides to it for sure. But anyway, I was trying to make that point, uh, when I was talking and I just didn't get, uh, I, I just couldn't, I the words just weren't coming and I was like, Oh God, and I was like, whatever. So I stopped talking and then. I was, I was really contemplating like, okay, now I want, I, I want to straighten out what I said to make sense, but like, I want to look inward. Like, why do I want to do it for my reputation as somebody that can 
formulate a decent thought or for the people there that actually need that. So, but and I realized it was the latter. Like, I, I don't care, like, if people think I can formulate a good thought. I mean, I do, but I don't. You know, I just want to be able to formulate a good thought because, so it can help people, like, legitimately. Like, so I believe that's where I'm at, so whatever. And uh, so then I talked again, and the issue was, Okay, so I'm going to back up just a minute and I'm going to say something uh, that I am... One of the things I'm very rigid on, and I, and I still am, but I don't judge people for their error. Ju- well, for one reason, because I'm in error. I'm in error in areas that I, I'm not aware of. But it's biblical terminology, right? We say a lot of things like, he set me free, he set me free, like that whatever it's a cool song but the bible doesn't say that like you legitimately can type in set free you won't find it or the shekinah glory or the rapture or the trinity or all these non-biblical words that get used within the christian community and as far as i'm concerned they're all just as bad as the other like when we use non-biblical terminology to make a doctrine and we build things around it and it's just not it's just not true. So I, and as soon as I realize something's not right, I change, you know, and, but change is hard. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, a, a neural pathway is formed in your brain after you do something enough times, it becomes part of your identity. So changing is extremely difficult. And one of the things that I just came to know is surrender, right? I, I preach, well, whatever, I would, you know, beat that surrender drum like it's going out of style. And the whole thing is my walk with God is me surrendering to the power of God and surrender to his plan for my life and surrender, surrender. You know, you have to surrender the outcome to God and let him do it and everything else. And I've said that and said that and said that. And then I became aware that in, when the Bible actually uses the word surrender, it is surrendering to the enemy in defeat. And the correct terminology is to yield to God. Because ultimately, God's never going to take away our autonomy. You know, we do get to choose. It's a team effort. Like, you get to choose. You build your life with God. It's yielding. It's not surrendering. Well, everyone's always like, why is God always the last chance? Why is God always the last thing you try? Well, I disagree with that on the very core basis. Because it's not... First of all, try is just, oh, that word just makes my skin crawl. Because, like, if you ever hear it, you know nothing's going to happen. Try means, like, I'm just telling you that I'm going to try so I don't have to feel terrible about myself and I can get you out of my... But it means it's not going to happen. So I just don't like that word anyway. But it's not that God's the last thing we try. It's just we're just finally backed into the corner. Uh, And this is what I said, too. It's like... If we, because we learn every time we do something, we learn. So then we try to learn a little bit from this scenario and this scenario and this experience. And they're like, okay, now I'm going to do it again. And with those three to five or a hundred things that I learned in the past, that will help me navigate through and come out with a, a, a more favorable outcome. So you keep trying that and you keep trying to reason all the things you know and the reason you do that is because that's the one thing that's that's familiar and that's certain to you. And what I said is to 
turn to God is to surrender. It's like, okay, I don't know God. You got to lead me. And that's what I said. And I meant it except for the terminology because it's not exactly surrender. And then there was a whole big thing. Everybody's like, yeah, that's so good and everything. And And so it's like, oh, man. You know, now I'm getting accolades for saying something that I do not believe in. It just came out. And and as it came out, I knew it was coming out. It just sounds better in that place. Like the, the yielding, I don't know. Like I didn't use that word. But I actually, it gave me a chance. So then everybody's like, yeah, surrender. You got to surrender. And then Libby brought up that like, yeah, but you're surrendering to the enemy on the other side. So you're going to surrender either way. So it actually gave me a chance to to make that point. The point I just made about surrender what it actually means so it's actually way worse than i said so so leaning on your own reasoning is surrendering to the works of the flesh i.e the works of the devil the beastly nature the thing that has there's no in my flesh dwelleth no good thing to not go with god is to surrender to pathological behavior that is self-defeating and it's no good like just by definition that's what that is and so then i i i said that too like it's yielding it's it's yielding to to god and doing that so so i made that i made that point so i guess now actually after saying this out loud after the fact i'm realizing that's what god had to do like he kind of had to hold back the flow. Oh, wow. So now I got to get back to the point I was at before. Okay, let's see where we were at. Yeah. Yeah, what was I what was I thinking? Uh, As far so yeah, okay, so then another thing. So I was talking about how you don't uh, you don't want to impose your particular journey on somebody else and have them feel inadequate for not being able to live up to the way you think it should be i have a tendency of doing that by the way i I don't know because i don't know it was just what i was raised around so i have a tendency of once i know someone loves me subconsciously it's not like oh i'm gonna make you love me and then make you feel terrible about everything you do but that's more or less what i do (laughs) which not anymore i mean no one loves me anymore (laughs) because of that (laughs) But, you know, like even my dogs and stuff, you know, uh, which I don't have any dogs anymore either. But uh, but that's uh, that is uh, that's a real concern. Right. And I think as a movement, that's what we give off. It's such a shame that the name Jesus gives that vibe as a whole it just does so that's why we got all these churches that are like no we don't judge we don't judge and then there's zero standard whatsoever and it's just diluting the name jesus so it's like you have to have that compassion and and just excitement for somebody uh, on all the progress that they're making without any judgment judgment there's a day of judgment i don't know it's 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 kind of hard to Tailor that in and, 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 and act the right way. 
But at the end of the day, if you just have genuine curiosity and love and excitement for people's progress, I think that's the, that's the ticket. And when we start being too judgmental on anybody else, it's because we're subconsciously judging ourselves. So we have to look for faults in other people. And I think that's the, the main thing. And I'm just, I just don't want to be ineffective. Like I don't getting up on the mountain and looking down on people that aren't doing things right. That just does not actually produce anything. So that's what, that's why I bring that up. And like no one, I mean, I'm not even saying that anybody that's saying anything else is doing that. I just know that I have a tendency of doing that. And as a movement and the particular, uh, what would you call it? Denomination that I adhere to Pentecostalism, you know, the apostolic movement, it's probably 10 times worse than just general Christianity because we look so much different. And everybody's like, well, they think I'm going to hell because I don't look like them. I mean, that's what everyone says. And it's like, and I don't know what percentage of the Pentecostals is that actually the case? I don't know. But God, I hope it's not me because that you are not producing anything. That is just pushing everybody away if that were the case. So that's what I'm, I'm just talking in circles, I guess. Or I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm making a point, but I guess I'll jump off here. But that's why I mentioned that. Because that is, okay, and then I told a story. So I mentioned that, but it wasn't coming across. So I mentioned a story that I don't know if I have time for. Let me see. Oh, I guess I, can, I got time for it. Uh, the story is me getting delivered from heroin withdrawals. So it's like, like it, if God can deliver you from the withdrawal effects of heroin... Like, there's nothing he can't do. Like, when you do heroin, it gets ingrained. It, it, it gets woven into the fiber of every single cell in your body, right down to your bones and your cartilage and everything else in your body needs it to function. And when you don't have it, you go into cold sweats, you get diarrhea, you shake. It is absolutely terrible. Like, there's no... It's not like you just had you're mistaken or something like that. Like you, there's no natural way to avoid this thing that's coming. If you do a bunch of opiates, any opiates, really opioid. Uh, so God did that. And then, so then I think, Oh, well then God will just do that for anybody else. If they just love God the right way. And it's like, that's so stupid. That's not true because I mean, he could, and so then I uh, imposed that on somebody. It was like five years ago because they were going through that. I'm like, oh, no, you don't, you don't need drugs. You, you know, methadone, too. It, 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 it was a, it was, the story was methadone. And that's a more of a controlled thing. It's not like you're doing it to get high. You're just doing it to kind of get through life. And a lot of people use things like that to get from point A to point B. I, as a general rule, will tend to not use those things to get from point A to point B, but I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to someone that's high. I don't want to talk to someone that's drunk. Like legitimately, I have free will and I'm not going to, but at the end of the day, if, if, if people want to use things to get from point A to point B, who am I to judge? Like, that's legitimately how I feel. So that's why I bring that up because I, 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 when, when, when people talk about their walk with God, I, I just, I want to, or their, their walk to success when they're be like, you need to do what I do. 
Exactly. And it doesn't work out that way. Exactly. You know, we're all different. We're more the same than we are different. We're all human beings, but we are different. Okay. That's everything for today. Have a good day. Hopefully. Oh yeah. One more thing. I am having trouble publishing on this app again. And that's frustrating because last one's yesterday's deal didn't get uh, published, but today, hopefully it does. All right. Love you. I'll talk to you later.